then you ought to lift your voice and shout to God. How long the been since you got out and moved your feet a little bit? How long the been since you run around the church? Come on, how long has it been? Yeah. Come on, God can do it. Well, the Lord can do it. Praise God. Oh, listen. The Lord didn't say we wouldn't suffer some bumps and bruises. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity. He, he took some things on so we could take some things on. Hello. He beat some things so we could beat some things. He said, he knows you're going to take the licks. You know, saying about that watch, it takes a lick and it just keeps on ticking. He knows you're going to take your bumps and your bruises. And, and sometimes they, look, we don't understand, but I don't have to understand the situation if I just understand that one thing. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. When it comes knocking on your head, you, I don't know what that is, but it won't prosper. When your life flips upside down, you're like, I don't know what that is. I don't understand why, but I do know that it won't prosper. I'm going to be around long enough to see it turn right back up. You know what he said? Rejoice not against me, O oh my enemy, for when I fall... I shall arise. You know why? We stick around long enough to get up. Because no weapon, whatever knocked me down, couldn't keep me down. Whatever took my feet out from under me, he might can knock you down, but he can't hold his foot on you. Jesus said our foot would be on him. Oh, the devil's got his foot on me. I don't know how you got so twisted because he told me I'd bruise his head. He might bruise my heel and that might make, make me wobble. It might even make me fall sometimes, but, but he will never get on top of me. Well, he's on my back, then he's in the wrong place. He ain't got nothing but the heel of your foot to nip at. He don't get your heart. He don't get your mind. I gave my heart and mind to the Lord because he said the first commandment was to love him with all my heart and with all my mind. Oh, I tell you, I could... Kaila Bashali, I'm Oh... Somebody's about to open their eyes up and realize as long as I stick with Jesus, I ain't going to lose. As long as I stick with the Messiah, I'm going to come out on top. 
Uh, somebody's about to, you've read it, you've sung it, you've even danced around it, but you're about to get it in your heart uh, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The Lord said, uh, Woo, I created the smith that blows the coals. Uh, uh, the devil ain't got no new weapon that God don't already know about. Ooh. Sickness trying to take you out. Money problems. Stress at home. Come on, somebody. Relationships and anxiety. Coronavirus. Government voting. News. The world. But nothing. Nothing that he can do can prosper. It will not beat me unless I forget about him. Shield of faith. Somebody said, I got my shield of faith today. Gonna quench all the fiery darts. It ain't one of them little bitty old Captain America shields. Sorry for all you Marvel folks, but I'm talking about this shield to cover you from your foot to your head the church is going to be victorious matter of fact the church is victorious and the church is made up of people that's under attack every day but the Lord said the gates of hell won't prevail against it the church the body the individuals the members are under attack every day but victory has been sealed as long as we stick with the builder. I'm sticking with the builder. How about you? Come on, give him another hand and a shout. Praise God. Hey, this is the second service. I ain't on no time limit. Some of y'all going to be at the first service next week. Oh, I better come to 11 o'clock so I can get out of there. Well, we might be fixing to change that too, so you just hold on. Look, we, I'm just going to keep going with the Lord this morning and just keep moving. I do want us to have a word of prayer this morning. I want us to pray for Brother Paul this morning. His wife got a great blessing in this house today, and, and we're believing great miracles, miracles, miracles for Brother Paul. I'm, I'm believing that, and I will believe that until, well, I'll never stop believing it. I'll never stop believing it. And we want to pray healing and deliverance and, and wellness for him. And we want to pray for his wife, his children, his family. I know the stress and worry for them is real. It's real. But no weapon formed. It's not going to prosper. Uh, I, I was going to mention this. I got a text to remind me. But Brother Donald Abernathy, a uh, great preacher, great man of God, he's, he has uh, corona and is having a hard time with it. And uh, we want to remember that that man. He, he, he was man. I tell you, he's a great preacher. And uh, at a time in my life back years ago, uh, we was in a service after our pastor had had passed away. And man, I didn't know which direction to go. But he he spoke a word to me one night that just kept me grounded, and I'll never forget it. And so I, I, I'd love to see the Lord raise him up off that off that sick bed today and, and for all the others there are many many there's 
missionaries and evangelists and pastors and preachers all around the country and church people and just, hey, your neighbor that are being affected, but God's the healer. This thing is not greater than the church or greater than the power of praying saints. Yes, 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 it, ain't, yes, it is yes. not greater than the name of Jesus. It is not. So let's lift up the name of Jesus right now and let's lift these needs to the Lord. Hallelujah. Precious Jesus, we love you and honor you today. And we know, God, that through you all things are possible if we can believe. I declare healing right now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I rebuke the spirit of affliction that's attacked our brother. Bring healing to Brother Paul today in the name of Jesus. Touch Brother Abernathy today, Lord. Lift him up, God. Raise him up off that sick bed. Heal his body right now in the name of Jesus, God. And all these others that are affected around the world. Lord, right now, touch and deliver like only you can. The church, the church, your people believe you today, Lord. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Would you give a hand clap to the Lord this morning? Glory to God. Glory to God. We want to pray for our prodigals this morning, Sister Jessica. It, hey, if you remember that word the Lord gave you this morning, won't you share that with this group? The Lord spoke to me this morning and said that just a very simple reminder um, that you are loved and you are not forgotten, you are not forsaken, you are not cast by the wayside. God sees you exactly where you're at, and Jesus truly loves you. He cares about what you're going through. He sees you, he hears you, he's reaching for you today. If we would just lean into him and realize that he is our present help in a time of trouble. And he, the Lord spoke to me and said, in order for him to be a present help, there has to be trouble. There has to be trial. There has to be turmoil for him to be presently helping us and for him to be so close and so near. And so I want to encourage y'all today that all you have to do to feel the Lord is just believe that he is there with you because he's so close and he's so near and he loves you and he's reaching for you. So as we're thinking about that, let's pray for our prodigals that they would remember that God is so near to them. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Remind our lost brothers and sisters today, Lord, that you are still a present help, that you are still reaching for them, that you are still near to them, God. Give them the faith to believe that you are who you say you are, Jesus, that you will do what you said you will do, God. Give them the faith to believe that you're still reaching for them, you're still loving them, God, that you will still happily and readily receive them home. I plead your blood over our brothers and sisters right now. God, cover them. Saturate them. In your name, Jesus, and for your glory. God, we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name. Oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You can be seated this morning. Thank you for being. We're going to get ready to give in our tithe and offering. And while they're coming, let me make a couple of announcements. Monday night prayer at 7. That's tomorrow night. Wednesday night, all classes will be on Kids Power Hour, Regeneration, and Adult Bible Study at 7 o'clock. Um, also, want to remind you, if, if you come early enough, uh, I know that um, the way we've got it staggered now, people, you know, I, I've made the mention, don't come and just gather in the foyer and wait around. But if you want to come, if you get here a little early, before the 1230 service, uh, you can come in this bottom door and the 
war room for the ladies. The war room can be open, and you can come in and pray uh, while um, we're dismissing the other service and things like that. So you can go ahead and be here if you don't want to just sit in your car. Uh, if you're coming to the 11 o'clock, get here around 930 and go to the prayer rooms, and, and let's pray. And just, uh, man, prayer is the fuel. You know, if you try to have a service without prayer, it's just like trying to take on a match and sticking it under wet wood. It just, you know, fire should burn wood. But, man, the wood's wet if we hadn't been praying. And so we need to seek the Lord before every service. Somebody depends on it. Hey, our elders, you know, some of us that's been around a while, our elders, we, we never came in. We didn't see our elders at the altar with other people walking around and doing whatever. Those older saints were always somewhere praying. If it was in their seats or in the altar or in a prayer room, they were praying because they knew somebody needs to be saved, somebody needs to be healed. And we need to make sure that people are ready for the, for the Spirit of God moving. So, so come pray when you can. We'd love, to, love for you to do that. I want to remind also, Saturday, August the 8th, we'll be super excited to host a wedding shower for Brother Nathaniel, Sister Mabel. We're so excited for them. That'll be at 2 o'clock on Saturday the 8th. So that's uh, a week from yesterday. And uh, that's going to be a great time. We're super excited for all these weddings coming up. And so we're going to celebrate with them uh, next Saturday. Please do your best to be here for that. And now let's read our statement of faith together today and then give to the Lord. Upon the authority of your word I have given and it shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished and royalties received. My whole family saved and walking with God perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor and blessing. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. And all that I do will prosper in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Let's give us unto the Lord. Thank you for your faithful giving today. And we're going to get ready for the word. Appreciate all your traveling prayers for us. We had a great time in Texas at the youth conference saw a lot of young people giving their lives to the Lord and just uh, celebrating and answering the call to ministries and things. It was tremendous, powerful preaching and just great, great fellowship and worship there. And, and a lot of on and off airplanes, more for some than others. You had to, don't ever ask Brother Chris directions to Texas because he's going to take you to Tampa first. And then back to tick. He he caught an extra flight in there somehow. We don't we ain't figured that out yet, but we're glad he he made it made it home with us. Yes, yes, yes. Praise God and thank you, honey, for playing. Thank you, praise team. Let's give our music and praise team. It's good to have our bass player back today. It's good to see some of you back and been been able to get back and uh and we're just glad everybody's here and um I'm just believing God's done going to do some great things. If you want to stand for a moment just for the reading of the word, Hebrews 10, chapter 10, and then verses 35 through 39. 
Praise God. You know, it kind of goes along with just what we've been saying. I even actually have written out at the top of this uh, page in my Bible. Uh, even when I don't see it, he's working. And so I was reading something in there that jumped on me one day. And, and so I believe God's working. Verse 35 said, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Mm -mm. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I just want to preach for a few moments on this thought. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Let's pray together. Precious Lord, we love you this morning. Oh, we give you praise and honor and glory. Thank you for the move of the Spirit that we felt already for what you've done in these services today. Thank you for the healings that have been poured out in this place physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Thank you, God. And, and now thank you for this word. Let our hearts be ready to receive it in good ground in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them, keep moving forward. You can be seated. Don't throw away your, your confidence. It's going to bring a reward. If there's anything that you can trust today, you can trust Jesus. You can trust the Word of God. His Word is forever settled in heaven. He, by name, is faithful and true. And if there's one that I trust in, some may trust in chariots and horses, but I'm going to remember the name of my Lord. I'm going to keep trusting in him. One writer, even in the Old Testament, said, Save me by thy name. They knew even then that there was saving power in the name of God. And I'm so glad today that there is no other name given among men. No other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. I'm so glad that we can do all things in word or deed. That we do it all in the name of Jesus. Don't let circumstances cause you to throw away your confidence. We throw away things when we think they don't work. We throw away things when they think when we think it's no longer profitable. You know, we, we fill up trunk loads of things and drop it off at the goodwill because I don't need it anymore. But friend, there is one thing that you will have to hold on until now, until he comes back. That's your hope and your trust in him. Don't let this world, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. Everything that can be tried is going to be tried. Everything that can be uh, pushed around is going to be pushed around. Anything that can happen because evil men and seducers are going to wax worse. The world is going to keep going in the direction it's going. Let me tell you, the church cannot even pray the world back right. 
Well, if we could, why would they be an end time? If we could pray the world back right, then that'd be scripture. But heaven and earth going to pass away. We can't change that with all the prayers. We can pray. What we've got to pray is that we're going to endure until the end so we can be saved. I got to keep holding on to what keeps me. I got to hold on. It's got to be more than just a, uh, now I lay me down to sleep, but it's got to be some fervent prayer. The Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, but when you cast away your confidence, uh, your prayers lose their fire. They lose their passion. You lose your desire to pray. Let me tell you, you can tell if your confidence is in the goodwill box or not. Have you lost your desire to pray? Have you lost your desire to fast? Have you lost your desire to be in the house of God? Oh, if there's anybody, if there's a people on planet earth knows I love them, you ought to know I love you. I'm telling you, as your pastor, I'm, I'm, listen, there's going to be preaching in these last days. It's going to be straight up, and, and it's going to be what we need. I want to make sure I hadn't put my confidence in the goodwill box, that I hadn't set it in the trash bag out by the road, that I hadn't stuffed it off in a closet somewhere, but, friend, I am keeping it. I'm holding on to it. I'm not throwing away my confidence because it's going to bring a great recompense of reward. It's not only going to bless me while I'm here, but it's going to help me one day to get a crown. It's going to help me one day to get that robe of white. It's going to help me one day hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You won't keep being faithful if you put that confidence away. Don't lose your confidence in the Lord. Paul was building up to something, and he said, for you have need of patience that after, after, after. There's going to be some waiting sometimes. There's going to be some things to go through. You can have this after you have done the will of God that you might receive the promise. And then we get to just a little while and he that shall come will come, will not tarry. I know that's talking about the coming of the Lord, but I do believe that it's also talking about him with your answer as well. For just a little while and he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Man, we were just singing about it, talking about it, shield of faith, living by faith, having faith in God, trusting God for everything. This is how I live. When this world is out of sorts, I just keep living by faith in God. What are you going to do if they say you got to have a vaccine to come in that place? I guess I ain't going in that place, but I'm not going to stop believing in God. What you going to do when they take all the money away? Guess what? That's coming. Anyway, it's in the scripture. I'm just going to keep living by faith. What you going to do if the person you voted for didn't get in? I ain't going to quit going to church and living for God. I sure ain't going to quit praying. What you going to do if you get sick? Keep trusting him. He's the healer. He's the great physician. By his stripes I'm healed. I'm going to wear people out. Hey, come pray for me. Lay your hands on me and pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Any elder I know is going to block my number because I'm going to be calling for the elders of the church. Come pray for me because the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. I'm just going to keep living by faith. 
but oh, we're the church and, and we ought to just be in Eden somewhere. We got kicked out of Eden a long time ago for disobedience. But now we still have a God that's on our side and we can still worship God and be blessed. And it might get hard and, and hey, we might eat our bread by the sweat of our brow, but we still got a God watching over us. Hey, the ground might bring forth some thorns and it might bring forth some thistles sometimes. And we might have some hard, dry days, but we still have a God. We might have a famine, but we still got a God. We might have a drought, but we still got a God. Let me tell you, you can't cast away that confidence. God might have to send ravens to start feeding his people. I'm sorry for them that don't like birds. <laughs> yeah, there's some in here terrified of them. You never know what God might do. If God wanted to, he could rain manna down from heaven for his people again. They won't let you in the grocery store. Just go out in your front yard every morning. Hey, I don't know. Uh, you say, what are you preaching, Pastor? You're crazy. I'm just telling you, if he did it before, he can do it again. If he can bring them through the Red Sea, he can bring us through, honey. He, he can take us through. We know that times are coming, that tough times, that perilous times are, are coming upon us, but I'm not going to cast away my confidence. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to keep moving forward. Jesus called us on a destination. I'm not drawing back. The just shall live. Anything that you think about living... It's by faith. I'm a child of God. I, then you live by faith. You might live with a bunch of things. You might live with trouble. You might live with some terror. You might live with some uncertainty. But you don't ever live without God as long as you got your faith. You might live with sickness. Yeah, you might live with heartache. But you don't live without faith. Hey, I might have to live with some things. Paul said, oh, I got a thorn. Lord, three times I've asked you about this. And he said, my strength is perfect. My grace is sufficient. You can serve me with the thorn, Paul. I'm not going to remove it. You're just going to have to live with it. Don't be mad at God when he tells you to live with it. Paul still said at the end of his life, I am ready to be offered. I have kept the faith. He didn't cast away his confidence. He was beat by his own people. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned and left for dead. He was persecuted. He, he, he was fasting in perils and cold and nakedness, all these things that he talked about. And plus, caring for all the churches. God bless him. But he said, it never made me throw away who I trust. In one place he said... The my first answer, all men forsook me. He said, but the Lord did not forsake me, and he will deliver me. He's going to deliver me every time. Every time I need it, God's going to come through. They were singing that song in the first service. That, that's going to be my story, uh, that, that God did not fail. This is what I'm going to tell, that God did not fail me. We cannot draw back. Because if any man draw back, the Lord said, my soul will have no pleasure in him. Then the writer comes back and says, but we are not of them. That's not us. When I look at the group that I'm writing this to, when I'm thinking about the church that I'm writing this letter to, I know that that's not us. We are not of them. When I look out at the people that I'm preaching to today, 
And I've seen you. Most of you I've known for years now. Some of you maybe I don't know that long, but I have seen you in the house of God. And I've watched you pray, and I've watched you worship, and I've watched you dance, and I've watched you shout, and I've watched you cry, and I've watched you come through all kind of trouble. And, and I realize today that I'm not writing that. That's not who we are. I'm not writing to those who draw back unto perdition. The word perdition there means ruin or loss. And it can be physical, spiritual, or eternal. I'm not going to draw back on God. Oh, well, you hadn't been through what I've been through. Well, guess what? You ain't been through what I've been through. You don't know what I've had to fight, Pastor. You don't know what I have to fight. You don't know how. Hey, we can play this game all day. You hit it to me, I'll hit it to you. You don't know. I tell you what I do know. Is that the reason I'm still standing here today? It's because I have not cast my confidence away. And I will not draw back. Because the only thing waiting for me if I draw back is ruin. Destruction. Hey, that can be physically. That can be spiritually. And most assuredly it can be eternally. I'm not about to let go of what got me here. If it got me here, let me tell you, you think about where you are now. Now, before you make your mountain so big that you're looking at this at this moment, look at all the mountains he's brought you over this far. Before you start saying this wilderness is the one that will take me out, look at all the wilderness areas he's brought you through already. Oh, before you said this is going to be the one to end me, I want you to think back to how many other times you said that and you're still in the house of God today. Because when you don't cast away your confidence, when you keep trusting in the Savior, the Lamb of God, the King of Kings, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, oh, come on, somebody. You're just going to keep going and keep going. You're going to keep moving forward. And you're going to keep putting stuff behind you. You're going to keep putting miles behind you, trouble behind you, heartache behind you, step by step, little by little, inch by inch. You're just headed toward glory. You're just going to keep moving forward. Drawing back only has one reward. Spiritual destruction and loss of our soul. Because drawing back is willful. He didn't say we're not of those that have been snatched back. Like the, So we like to think, well, the enemy's done pulled me up. Quit giving him that credit. <laughs> quit, 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 quit using him. He, he's a good scapegoat. But sometimes uh, drawing back, hey, that's just willful. People just walk away. Sometimes they get in their mind and they just, they just walk away. And, and the scripture said that, it, uh, over, over, jump over back a verse in verse 26, that if we sin willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth, ooh, there remains no more sacrifice for sin. I don't want to draw back. I don't want to make that decision that I'm just not going to serve God. I'm just going to walk away. I don't want to do that. But hey, it don't mean they can't come back. But boy, the longer you stay away, the less likely it is. You get tangled up in this world. 
And you get to a place where you think God can't do anything for me anymore. Because once you draw back, you let go of your confidence in God. I want to keep moving forward. That's the goal. Heaven is the goal. To be what Jesus wants me to be is the goal. You know, there's a, uh, those that, uh, that I'm, I'm not a, you know, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know a few, few little points about uh, playing football. And I do know that the goal is to keep moving forward. Going backwards is, is bad. <laughs> you don't want to run backwards. You know what? If you get the ball and you turn around and run that way, you're running toward your opponents. And he would love for you to just keep running because if you cross that line, he gets your points. You know what the enemy would love for you to do is turn around and keep running his way. <laughs> uh, but when they hand the ball to a, to a running back and he hits that line, and sometimes one will hit him and he's still moving, another will hit him. And you ever notice they don't blow the whistle? They may not even knock him to the ground, but he's not down until his forward motion stops. Sometimes you'll see that big pile and you'll see him throw him back about 10 yards, but the referee's going, oh, he got all the way to here. This is where his forward motion stops. I don't want my forward motion to stop because wherever my forward motion stops, that's where I'm down. That's why you'd see them big running backs got them legs like stove pipes and they just keep on pushing them legs and pushing them legs and, and they just keep driving. They tell when you hit, when they hit you, just keep driving. Because the goal is to keep moving forward. And if you move forward enough, you get to keep moving forward. You get four downs, just got to get 10 yards. That don't seem like nothing until you got a line full of about 400-pound guys trying to stop you from doing it. But somehow, they just keep moving. 10 yards, keep moving. 10 yards, keep moving until you cross the line. And that's the way it is with God. You just keep moving. If you won't stop moving forward, you're going to keep moving forward. You're going to make that first down every time. Let me tell you, you're going to make the yards every time. The only way that you lose is when you start going backwards, when you start drawing back, when you start running the other way. It's like you're not even playing for the right team when you go backwards. There's a famous clip of years ago of this guy recovers a fumble and he gets turned around. He takes off running. And he thinks, man, I'm about to, you know, he's just celebrating because I'm about to, I picked up the fumble, I'm going to score it. His teammates are running behind him going, that's the wrong way. But he is so excited about what's happening. He don't even hear everybody going, no. That's like you're playing for the other team, bro. You just gave them the points that we needed. You just put them in the lead. Sometimes people get running the wrong way. They can't even hear their own teammates hollering at them. His, 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 one of his teammates should have just tackled him. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep moving forward. From the very beginning, Jesus came to the disciples and he said, follow me. And he started walking. And he started going. And they just kept moving forward kept moving forward to places in time, watching him do his first miracle, watching him walk on water, watching him heal sick people, multitudes, watched him be crucified, watched him raised from the dead, watched him ascend up into heaven, and then went to the upper room 
went to the day of Pentecost and just kept moving forward. The church just kept moving forward. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. But you'll never find out what Jesus is trying to make of you or your life if you stop. When you stop, that's it. When you put the brakes on in your car and you slam them on, that car's coming to a stop. And until you get your foot off the brake and mash the gas, it will not go forward. I don't, and stopping is just as bad as drawing back because Jesus don't stop moving. And so I don't want to stop and just expect him to wait on me. He said, come on and go with me. He, he told some, he called some disciples. He said, follow me. And the guy said, this is, see, from the beginning, it's never been about going back. Follow me. Well, let me go back and say goodbye. Just let me go back to what you're calling me out of just one more time. I just want to go back to that old life just one more time. Just, I, just, I just want to see the things I love just one more time. But then Jesus answered him and said, No man putting his hand to the plow and looking Looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Friend, let me tell you, backwards is backwards. Whether you're walking back or looking back. Whew. I want to make sure that I keep going forward. When you move backwards, it only takes you farther away from what God wants you to be. It does not move you closer to Christ no matter what anybody says. No, you are not closer to God when you turn back when you draw back when you let down you are not closer when you move back when you draw back you only move closer to the world and the life that you once lived because he called you out and so when you go backwards if I'm standing in that room and you call me out of that room I can step out I'm out I'm back in I'm out. You see, the only way to get out is keep moving forward. But once you start letting go of things that you once believed, you're stepping back. Oh, come on, somebody. Surely we still believe Scripture. Surely we still believe the Bible. Let me tell you, one step, whether it's one step, I want you to tell me what, what what I'm fixing to do. Which direction did I go? Which direction did I go? Yeah, one step, one inch, it don't matter. One scripture, one commandment, one principle. You start drawing back, you're headed backwards. And you're only starting to resemble the thing that Jesus called you away from. It'd be like me walking back in here next week with that big old uh, hoop hanging on the side of my head. Pastor. I still, I still hold a microphone with that. It ain't about holding the microphone. It's about what happened in here. Yeah. I drew back unto ruin, unto loss, physically, spiritually. And if I'm not careful, it'll be eternally. Peter said in 2 Peter 3 and 17, Ye therefore, beloved. See, you ever notice? That's, that's why... I love the letters in the New Testament because they're to the church and to the saints. It's not, this is not what Peter's saying to somebody who don't know the Lord. This is to the church. Ye therefore, beloved, the beloved, that's the bride. That's the body. He said, seeing that you know these things before, beware, lest you also 
the beloved can't, we can't make no mistakes. He said, beware lest you also being led away with the error of the wicked. Fall from your own steadfastness. He said, you beloved, if you're not careful, will fall from your own steadfastness. You'll fall from where you were if you're not careful. We talked about that on Wednesday night where the scripture said for us to be careful to maintain good works. We've got to make sure we're doing the right things. You know, when you're maintaining good works, you're moving forward. And so I don't want to get led away with the error of the wicked and then fall from my own steadfastness. Galatians 5, 7 and 8 said, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion does not come of him that called you. Who? Who hindered you? The persuasion comes not of him that called you. So the question there is, who are you listening to? And he said, and who are you giving power, that kind of power, to, that they can speak into your life that it will hinder you and stop you from obeying the truth? When, you, when somebody starts saying, hey, you don't have to do that. You don't have to pray. You don't have to fast. You don't have to do that. Everybody, listen, you better stop listening to people who are contradicting the truth that you know and that your pastor preaches. You better shut those voices out. The Bible says there are many spirits that are going out into the land. And you know about the thing about spirits is they speak. How many times did Jesus say, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And that's why we try the spirits to know whether or not they be of God. Because I don't want to be listening to every spirit that's speaking. See, we think spirits... Well, they, ain't nothing attacked me or jumped inside of me. I, my head's not spinning around and I'm not throwing up, so ain't no spirit got me. So that's what you get for watching movies. Well, I, I know, I say, this ain't a movie thing. This ain't a movie thing. Just what I'm saying, that's where some people's ideas come from about spirits. The spirits are them things that hang out in trees and whisper to God's creation. You won't, you won't die. It ain't wrong. Don't listen to your pastor. Don't believe that scripture. Don't go to that church. You ain't got to be baptized. You ain't need the Holy Ghost. Just whispering, just talking. All of that against the truth. And it hinders us. You did run well. That's past tense. But you're staggering, stumbling, you're all over the place, you're out of your lane. Because we stop moving forward. I'm winding down, don't worry. Second Peter five and eight, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Guess what? You're not going to really be killed by a lion. Not unless you happen to go to Africa and wander out into the bushes by yourself then that could be a possibility or if one gets loose at the zoo and you're there then okay but see the reason some people get devoured by that line is because they apply this so physically and don't realize that 
That word devour means swallow up the entire. Listen, the devil can't kill you. If he could, there wouldn't be nobody sitting in here today. We'd all be dead. We would be dead. He would machine gun us down. We would be gone. We were talking about that scripture this morning. There was a man who had a son. And he was, had a, a mute, uh, dumb, deaf and dumb spirit in him. And he said, you know what that spirit does? It throws him in the water. And it throws him in the fire to destroy him. But somehow, he's not destroyed. Because he can't kill you. He can make it hard. But he can only do what God allows him to do. And so... You might feel a little, you might feel like I'm soaking wet from being thrown in the water and I'm scorched from being in the fire, but you're still here, aren't you? And that's it. See, we're like, oh, that means the devil wants to kill me. No, devour. Swallow up entirely. He just wants who you are to disappear. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's, that's why he says, resist him in the faith. Because it's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's about your walk with God. I just don't want you to even resemble. You know what a lion would do? He'd tear you to pieces. You wouldn't even resemble who you were. They'd have to get your dental records to try to find out what was left. You know, they wouldn't even know if it was you or not. And that's what a lion would swallow you up. He said, I just don't want you to even resemble what God has made out of you. You started following him. You walked away. You started preaching and saving people. I, I just want to swallow you up. I don't want you to resemble anything that looks like God. I don't want you to resemble anything that looks like it's been saved. Resist him in the faith. And it ain't just you because the same afflictions are accomplished in our brethren all over the world. He knew, listen, he's learned his lesson about killing because if the prince of this world had known he wouldn't have killed the Lord. He thought he, they thought they had really killed him. That's it. It's over. Till three days later. He don't want to be killing no more born again saints of God. Because guess what? Now he knows scripture that's already been written. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He said, if you kill them while they're saved, they win. So he ain't trying to kill you. Oh, oh, the devil's trying to kill me. <laughs> he wants you to be lost. The devil's tearing up my car. He don't care about your car. He just wants you to be so mad about your car that you'll curse God. <laughs> the devil burnt my house down. No, he didn't. You left the oven on But he snuck in there and threw some hay in that oven or something. Hay. Gas, I don't know. Paper. Burnt my house up and killed all my animals. No, he didn't. But he wants you to be so upset over and broken over that you won't go to church the next day. He wants you to be so tore up that you'll stop praying. He wants you to lose your testimony. He wants to swallow up and stop you from moving forward. See, drawing back, it's in here. You can sit on the pew and draw back. 
You can stand in the pulpit and draw back. Yeah. I don't want to draw back. He just wants you to stop. He's after the spiritual man. He wants to do away with him because the farther back you go, the less you resemble the person of God that you used to be. Mm. He told Peter, the Lord knows what the devil's going to do, and he knows what he wants to do. But it didn't say that, that Satan wanted to kill Peter. He said, I just want to sift him. I just want to sift him. I want to shake him and shake him and tear him up, tear his faith down and make him cry, make him weep, break his heart so he will not make it wherever he's going with them keys. I, I don't even think the devil knew what was going to happen on the day of Pentecost. I don't think he knew when God was going to pour it out. The Lord don't reveal his plans to the enemy. I do know he's got some keys. If I shake him hard enough, he'll lose him keys. You know, that's why they tell you don't put them keys in your pocket when you're on them roller coasters that flip you all over the place because you won't have no way home because your keys are in a net somewhere. <laughs> Shook them right out of you. And he thought he had done it. I got him. He's denied him three times. Don't you know he hated it when Peter dove in that water and swam to the shore and said, It's the Lord. And don't you know he hated it when Peter stood up? I wonder if he was sitting in that room saying, Peter, don't you do it. You know you denied him three times. When you stand up, all these people, gonna, all they see is the one that denied him, don't you do it. But being full of the Holy Ghost, I ain't worried about what happened back then. I ain't worried about what happened 50 days ago. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is a new day. And Peter stood up and kept moving forward. And kept moving forward. I'm not drawing back. I'm not going back. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving. I know. I, I, oh, we, I have preached long. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm, okay. Well. Now, really. Really. A few minutes. One of the greatest portions of Scripture uh, encouraging to me is Paul's address to the Philippians. Because it, it encourages me and instructs me to keep reaching forward. You know it very well. I know it very well. He said, I count all things lost, but for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. I have suffered for him. I have suffered the loss of all things. And I count them but dung that I might win Christ. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. I'm not perfect, so I'm going to quit. Why? That's one of the most ignorant statements anybody can make. I'm just a train wreck. I'm just going to stop. I am not perfect. Paul now, Paul, writer of the New Testament. I mean, come on. I am not perfect, but I follow after. Because I'm headed toward perfection. You see, you think perfect means without flaw. But perfect means complete. He said, one day I'll be 
complete. But that's only going to be if I stay in him. Because you're complete in him. And so, not like I've already got it all together. You don't even know, Pastor. You, man, you're the pastor. You don't have no problems. Everybody likes you. Yeah, I wish. But uh, you, nobody, you, you never have nothing to worry about. Never. You don't ever struggle. You'll never cry. You'll never worry. I have not attained, and I am not perfect, but I can promise you one thing. I'm following him. I'm not pulling back. I'm not, that don't do nothing. I don't have this. I don't have that. Keep moving forward. I don't have that. Keep following him. If we're hunger and thirst, we're going to be filled. If we uh, seek the kingdom of God first, these things are going to be added. You pick it up along the way. But if you, ain't nothing, you know there ain't nothing behind you. So why would you keep going back? And so I follow so that I might apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to, to have apprehended. A lot of people think you're all there, but you know better than that. Don't ever start thinking you're all there because you're not. This one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind, the things that hurt me, broke me, tripped me up, made me fall, the messes I made. I forget about that stuff so I can reach forward. You'll never go forward looking back. We reach forth under those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, let us, as many be perfect, complete in him, be thus minded. And if anything you be otherwise minded, God will reveal it unto you. God's going to show you where you're missing it. God's going to show you where you need a little work, but we got to listen to him. And then he says, nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and mind the same thing. Wherever you are, just keep going forward. You don't go back. To where you have attained, hang in there. So there's three things I know right now from the position I'm at. Number one, I'm not who I used to be. No matter what the enemy says, I am not who I used to be, and I am not where I used to be. Such were some of you. <laughs> I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. You, you know the drill. Second thing I, I know is that I know what it took to get me here. I had to drop my nets. I had to count all things lost. I had to leave it behind. And then the third thing I know from where I am right now is that I have not yet arrived at my destination, that God is not finished with me yet. There is a process. The Bible tells me to glorify God in my body and in my spirit. And guess what? That don't always happen at the same time. See, we think automatically once we come in, repent, and, man, we get baptized, God fills with the Holy Ghost, that every single thing is just going to line up perfect, boom, right then. It takes that new birth to learn how to be holy. It takes that new birth to learn how to live for God. And so glorifying God in our body and spirit don't always happen in sync. It's a little bit at a time, but you just keep moving forward. You keep going to where you have attained and keep walking so you can get there. You don't go back. Galatians 5 and 1, stand fast therefore in the liberty. You stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. You stand fast and don't be entangled again 
I got you out of that once. And it will get tangled up again. He will. But that's not where we need to be. We don't need to be tangled up again with the yoke of bondage. But we need to continue steadfastly. It's what they said in the book of Acts chapter 2. It said that they continued steadfastly. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. Repentance, baptism, in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Saving yourself from this untoward generation. So I'm not going back. I can't go back. I can't draw back in what I believe and what I know that he did. Because if I do that, it's like saying it never really mattered. If I draw back, it's like saying what he did didn't do anything. You can stand with me. In that same chapter of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29, he said, How much sore punishment suppose ye? Shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done insult? That's what that word despot means, insult unto the Spirit of grace. I, I don't want to tread under my feet the things that God has done. Verse 23 said, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Listen. I want to be saved. I want to be spared. But it's going to take God either way. I've got to hang on to Him. I've been in darkness. I've, I've lived in darkness. But now I'm in His marvelous light. I know the difference. You see, people, I, you know, Listen, I wasn't raised, I, was, I didn't come out of the womb with the Holy Ghost. I didn't, I wasn't no John the Baptist, nothing like that. I lived in this world, I lived ungodly, I lived unrighteous. I did things that I am so terribly ashamed of that I will never even let it cross my lips again. I will never tell a soul about it. It will never happen. I told it to God. I give it to God, and it got buried, and I'm not digging it up. But don't tell me that it's all right to live in darkness because I've been there. And I know in that darkness, that ain't where, where, where the Lord is, and that's not the life he wants for you. Or he'd have left you there. But instead, he called us out. And all the belief in the world, I still believe. All the belief in the world can't change darkness. It can't change the property of darkness and then and turn it into light. You can't say good is evil and evil's good. That's why he called you out. Away from. Put distance between you and darkness. And he don't want us going back. Job 23 and 11, Job said, My foot has held his steps. In other words, I've stayed in step with the Lord. In his ways have I kept and I have not declined. Job was a man who said, I'm not drawing back unto perdition, unto ruin. I am thankful today for what God has done in my life. He saved me. I don't know about how you feel about it, but he saved me from a life of destruction and eternity without him. So I won't go back. I'm going to keep moving forward. Amen.
While she's playing this morning, I want to open the altar. I feel like the Lord is speaking to our hearts in here today. Will you come pray this morning? Would you maybe even read, just make a rededication to the Lord today? Lord, I, I don't want to let circumstances and things cause me to draw back. Lord, I'm sorry if I've cast my confidence away, if I've walked away from the things of God. Lord, Lord I'm here today to worship you and to serve you. Lord, here I am again. Here I am one more time, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing that I've made it. I'm sorry for how I've acted. But God, today, I'm back. I'm here again, Lord. Help me. Fix me. Fix me today, Lord.
want you to take the hand of somebody beside you. We haven't been able to do this in a while. I know we're trying to about this word about social distancing and things, but if, if you're comfortable with it, you then take the hand of somebody beside you. Just and now begin to pray for that one beside you. Pray that they'll just keep that forward momentum. Pray that God will lead them and strengthen them every day for every step. <laughs> Come on, we need one another. Two. <laughs> Two are better than one. Come on. Oh, we need somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's it. Lift up your voice and we begin to pray for them. I mean intercede for them. Come on. Really pray for them. You don't know what they're going through right now. Your prayer might just help them hold on for a little bit longer. Your prayer might lift them up to keep walking. just lift our hands and worship the Lord for a moment. One of those people being blessed and touched in this house today. The Spirit of the Lord's moving. Come on, lift your voice. Uh, come on, saints, lift your voice to the Lord. Let the Holy Ghost talk in this house. Come on, let the Holy Ghost begin to speak through you. Come on. Let that anointing out. Stir it up for a moment. Hallelujah. Ah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God, my God. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what a great God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 You're going to make it. I'm not just saying that to make you feel better. I hope it does. I'm telling you this as a shepherd that's watching over the sheep. I'm telling you this because it's something you need to digest as a sheep. You're going to make it. But you hold on to that faith. Don't don't cast it away. Don't let circumstances and where you are in life right now make you doubt God. Because like the song we sing is truth. Even Job said it. I can't see him, but I know he's working. And even when we can't see what God's doing, we know that he never stops working on our behalf. All things work together for good. And so that means if something's happening in my life, just because I can't see him means he took the day off. Or just because I can't feel him means he took the day off. God never stops working on the behalf of his people. And whatever I'm going through, all things work together for good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. Whatever it is, it'll have purpose. There's a reason why it's happening. I, there's no reason for this. There is. You just don't know it yet. But you'll understand it better by and by. Keep moving forward, church. Encourage your brothers and sisters. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. Don't draw back. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't surrender. Don't walk away. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop preaching. Don't stop being who God called you to be. Keep doing what God called you to do. Keep moving forward. I believe he's going to take us all the way home. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's good to us. I hope that you can be in prayer tomorrow night. I feel just a prayer is going to be powerful tomorrow night. I hope you can be here. And we're just going to see what God will do. Be the first prayer meeting of August. Let's let's start August off. Let's let let August be different than all these previous months. Let's start August off with prayer and believing and trusting God. And let's see some things change. How about that? Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful day. Be safe and well. Keep moving forward in Jesus' name. You can be dismissed.